listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. everyone and welcome to the voice of charity this is marie jokum along with my guest co-host bridget murphy hi everyone good to have you back marie so so good to be back with all of you we hope all of our listeners are finding ways to safely enjoy these beautiful long days of summer we are still in summer it's a little chilly this morning i didn't like the feelings of fall that that happened this morning but we're still here we're still here for summer At Catholic Charities, we're trying very hard to continue one of our summer traditions by hosting community health fairs. Obviously, the pandemic makes this a challenge to do safely, but these fairs are important because we have medical professionals who provide health screenings for underserved populations who may be uninsured or otherwise unable to access care. We have two health fairs planned for this summer and two guests today to share more. Gloria Barrera is president-elect of the National Association of Hispanic Nurses. And Catholic Charities has been really blessed to be partners um, with the association for a number of years, working together to bring better health care options to the Hispanic community. Um, we actually also were able to present the association with an award at last year's annual meeting of our board of directors because of the work of the nurses, particularly in the health fair, but just their ability to say yes whenever they're needed. So we're so glad you're here today, Gloria. And the other guest we have with us is Enrique Alonso, and Enrique is a Catholic Charities Director of Program Initiatives, and he's coordinating the health fairs on behalf of the agency. So welcome, Gloria and Enrique. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Gloria, first off, as a healthcare professional, we really want to thank you and your colleagues for all of the heroic work you've been doing during the pandemic. Um, it's really extraordinary. And also, congratulations on your recent appointment as president-elect of the National Association of Hispanic Nurses. Can you tell us a little bit about, I'm going to say the acronym, non N-A-H-N, and how you got involved with it? Sure. Uh, so NON is committed to advancing the, the health in Hispanic communities um, and to lead, promote, and advocate the educational, professional, and leadership opportunities for Hispanic nurses. I became involved uh, with NON about seven years ago and have held a leadership position for five years now. And I think what I value most about NON is having a network that fosters mentorship and professional growth. And of course, I, I also appreciate the um, just the opportunities that we have, including this relationship that we've had longstanding with Catholic Charities. I think that's amazing. And just having met some of your nurses through, through the years and, and knowing that you all do a wide variety of different kinds of nursing, right? I, I always think, you know, when people say nurse, similarly to when they say social worker, they kind of have one 
one vision of that, right? It's like, oh, you're a nurse in a doctor's office. But you have nurses who do a ton, a ton of different things. Um, and I think that's what's so helpful when we're at the health fairs is that you have experts in lots of different fear, fields, whether that's pediatrics, whether that's adult health. Um, what are some of the healthcare concerns that you do see most often from those patients at the health fairs? Yeah, I just wanted to echo that um, we're, we're definitely more outside of the clinical um, right now more than ever. Um, I think lifestyle modifications are often difficult uh, to grasp at first for many patients, um, but they can be used uh, effectively to treat a range of diseases, including obesity. So education is key for all patients to feel empowered and in control of their own health. Uh, so there may not be a lot of time to address all health promotion activities, but if we have that opportunity to address one or two, we can say that, that it's a success. So discussing something as easy as limiting salt intake uh, that may prevent heart disease um, and change the health trajectory of a family, uh, those, those kind of organic conversations happen during these fairs. And we're also sharing valuable information on the All of Us research program with those that are in attendance at the health fairs. So the All of Us Research Program seeks to enroll 1 million or more participants who will share their health information and begin a new era in medical research and treatment. So through NON, we are promoting the program in Latino communities across the country. So it's not one single health study. It's a database that researchers can use to run thousands of health studies to achieve a wide range of medical breakthroughs that can lead to improved health for future generations of Latinos. Wow. Um and I think, you know, with the pandemic, we've heard more and more about lifestyle health and those underlying conditions that are often caused or it's certainly aggravated by lifestyle health. So we we know how important it is to address things like heart disease and um, diabetes and um, asthma certainly isn't mm -hmm. isn't really a lifestyle issue, but and, and what's really important in a lot of these things is cultural competence. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think that, um, that, that that is an important aspect because when you have a provider that looks like you and that understands um, some of the cultural implications, for example, if we say, you know, limit your carb intake, limit your, your you know, your bread intake, um, that, that conversation looks different for a Latino. Then I, I can say, um, you know what, how many tortillas do you have uh, with your meal? And then we can work with that. And I think that's truly one of the things that that, um, that your nurses bring to our health fairs that I think is so important. You know, we're going to take a break um, here in a moment, but I think – you know, as we come back to this conversation, it's really important for our listeners to understand. And I know Enrique will share more with us. These are actual um, exams that are happening, right? So the nurses are really are having, although it's quick, they're having an opportunity to have some of these conversations that I think are, are so, so valuable for the community. So we're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity, and we'll be back with Gloria Barrera and Enrique Alonso. More and more people around the world are interested in their family history. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage. 
the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Catholic Charities Senior Unity Mass is a wonderful tradition that gathers more than 300 seniors from Chicago and its suburbs each year for a celebration of faith and friendship. Since public health guidelines do not allow us to meet in person this summer, the 2020 Senior Unity Mass will be held online on Thursday, August 6th at 11 a.m. Anyone age 55 plus is cordially invited. Find your nearest computer and log in to youtube.com, then type Catholic Chicago. We and our special guests are excited to stay connected to all of the seniors we care so very much about with this special event. That's the Catholic Charities Senior Unity Mass on August 6th at 11 a.m. on youtube.com slash catholicchicago. We hope to see you there. I was... Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jokum and Bridget Murphy. And we are here today talking with Gloria Barrera, who's the president-elect of the National Association of Hispanic Nurses, and Enrique Alonso, who is the program... Oh, Enrique, I'm about to, The director of program initiatives <laughs> for Catholic Charities. I was about to butcher your title. I'm so, so, so sorry. Before we took the break, um, Gloria, we were chatting with you a little bit about just the work um, of non in general. Um, and just kind of a question, too, as, as we were talking a little bit about the importance of cultural competency and, um, you know, all that the, your nurses bring to our health fairs, why is it important for you as president-elect of non to have your nurses out in the community? Well, I think that's part of our mission um, to to foster that that health promotion in the communities, um, so that so that we could just have a, a greater, I think, impact on um, on our patients. So it's it's not just in the clinical setting; it's also meeting our patients where they are, and they're at these health fairs. Great. Um, speaking of which, Enrique, can you tell us a little bit about the history of the health fairs, how long we've been doing them? I know you recently inherited them. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, where those, how those started. Sure. Um, Catholic Charities has partnered with the medical community since 2002. Uh, in 2001, uh, under the leadership of Dr. John Turbick and Dr. Paul O'Keefe, uh, Catholic Charities did a survey of 200 clients. Um, basically, what they found out was that a client showed no primary health provider, uh, no physician, uh, limited or no insurance, and our clients also were utilizing the emergency room as uh, health care. Um, the goals then were established, and they're still re- relevant now. Um, 
some of those goals are to reduce the number of people who use the emergency room for the healthcare pro provider, uh, increase participants' utilization of community primary care providers, uh, increase people's knowledge of how lifestyles can influence overall health, uh, basic outreach to individuals, families, and children to provide primary health care uh, for those underinsured or uninsured, uh, provide access to immediate medical care, uh, linking them to community federal, federally qualified health clinics, and to provide uh, prevention education. Um, since then, each summer, Catholic Charities works with healthcare partners across the region to host free community-based health fairs, offering basic medical and dental evaluations to those who do not have medical insurance or are underinsured. As you mentioned, um, for many people, this may be their only opportunity to receive highly professional medical care free of charge. Uh, in the past few years, we've averaged about 600 people that have come to our health fairs. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really incredible. And I, I think, too, just, Enrique, for our listeners, um, I know Bridget and I and you have seen them, and obviously Gloria as well, but health fair is kind yeah. of not the correct word for I them, agree. right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I know it's the word we use for a lot of reasons, but could you walk us through what it looks like? Because when I hear health fair, I think there's a couple of tables and you've given me some kind of pop, like lollipop and some pieces of paper, and that's not what happens at them. Can you sort of describe what they look like and what's going on? Sure. Um, so in addition to like basic medical and dental exams, um, people receive screenings for glucose, skin cancer, um, as well as confidential hepatitis C and HIV rapid testing information. So there's a variety of different screenings that uh, we determine based on the community that we serve. Uh, children also receive back-to-school physicals, immunizations, and sports physicals. Uh, depending on supplies, they also get a free backpack full of school supplies. Um, but it's a variety of several different services. They uh, enter the building this year. We, there'll be short screening for COVID. Um, but in addition to that, we will also provide a variety of different screenings, uh, physical exams. And then at the end, we often provide the patient or visitor with a follow-up on where to provide or where to receive uh, qualified medical care. Yeah, to echo what um, Marie said when I went last year, which was my first time, you know, it really does sort of look like a, a field hospital with, with exam screens set up, and we have a lot of medical professionals, um, including obviously our friends with non. Um, who oversees the, the medical aspect of this, given that we're not doctors? <laughs> We just <laughs> yeah. play them on TV. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Dr. Greg Ozark. He is uh, from Loyola Medical, uh, University Medical Center in Maywood. And and he brings with him a whole slew of, of attendings and residents and some medical students as well who kind of help bolster, um, as, as you mentioned, the professional aspect, right? It's, these are some really incredible docs that come in um, along with our amazing nurses. So there's really, really high-quality professionals helping out our, our clients. It's amazing. Correct. 
And I think you do see a lot of conversation. So back to kind of what Gloria said, you know, sometimes when you're in an office, they're in and out and, you know, checking in with you and they're on a schedule. And I, I really feel what I witnessed at least is the doctors and the nurses have kind of a, um, a, a different attitude coming into the fair and they very much are listening to patients. Sometimes the whole family is there. Obviously, this year we'll do that a little differently. Yeah. Um, but uh, it really is a quality moment of understanding people's lifestyles, the issues that might affect their health care, and really the whole family. So it's impressive to to witness. Um, Enrique and Gloria, this is a little off script, but since you mentioned federally qualified health clinics, and I think we want to give people some options who may be thinking about their health if they don't have a doctor and they can't get to a health fair, um, are federally qualified health clinics options for people, and how do they find them? I guess, Gloria, that's for you. Um, I think that the, the first step would be, um, if they do not have insurance, it would be through uh, a federally qualified health center um, to find one. And information can be found online um, at fqhc.org just to see if there's one um, in the area. And here, you know, around Chicago, there, there are many. Great. Thanks, Gloria. I threw that at you unexpectedly. I apologize. But I, I think we want to give people options yeah. if they're concerned about their health. Absolutely. We're going to take another quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Gloria Barrera and Enrique Alonso. That was a real... a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions Program offers guests of our Tuesday Night Supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope.
Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jokum and Bridget Murphy. And we are here today talking about healthcare and um, our health fairs, our summer health fairs. And we're with Gloria Barrera, the president-elect of the National Association of Hispanic Nurses, and Enrique Alonso, the director of program initiatives with Catholic Charities. And, you know, before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, how to access health care and, and how to, you know, if, you're, if you don't have a doctor, what can we perhaps kind of tell folks and how can we get them moving in the right direction? And we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about our two upcoming health fairs. So, Enrique, where and when are these health fairs planned? Um, and, you know, as, as we've been talking about, there's still things to be determined. Um, things may change. But as of today, what, what are the plans moving forward? Yeah, so the first health fair that we're going to have would be Saturday, August 15th. Um, that would be at St. Francis of Rome a School in Cicero. The exact address is 1401 South Austin Boulevard in Cicero. And the second one will be Saturday, August 22nd at St. Gall School near Gage Park. The exact address for that is 5500 South Kedzie Avenue in Chicago. Uh, registrations are from 8 a.m. to 1030. The actual health care uh, fair would be from 8.30 to uh, about 12 o'clock. And Enrique, you know, I, I know we will be listening to and following the guidance of, of Mayor Lightfoot um, as things continue to to change and expand. And um, we are obviously very committed as an agency to the health and well-being of our clients. Do people need to schedule appointments ahead of time or can they show up on these dates? What What are sort of some of the general COVID parameters that, that you have planned as of now? Uh, currently, we do not need uh, anyone to schedule um, the actual appointment at the fair. Uh, you would be able to register at the health fair on site on the day of. Um, so there wouldn't be much of that beforehand. Um, we do ask people to bring face masks with them. If not, uh, if they do not have one, we will provide one. There's a short screening uh, that we would be doing at the beginning of the fair before the registration as well as uh, temperature checks, which is uh, now it's so common for a lot of different restaurants and different areas, uh, locations. Got it. And um, how about the nurses and the staff? Uh, Gloria, this might be for you. I imagine PPE, um, the, the face shields for some of the docs and nurses. Um, yes, we, we will definitely have uh, PPE just to make sure that uh, we're protecting ourselves and also uh, participants of the health fair. And as incoming president um, of NON, what are you hearing from your nurses about either what they're seeing or, um, you, you know, early on in the pandemic, there were concerns about the amount of equipment and I think that's been resolved, but I'm just curious what you're hearing from your membership about their own health and safety and, um, you know, do they feel protected and supported? Um, I, I think that, uh, that that is a question that's important for us right now um, as, as the public listening is to remember that um, th this, we're still in the pandemic and there is, I think, a lot of nurses right now just feeling um, just overwhelmed and 
we've already heard that, you know, the, the next wave is going to be more so of uh, kind of the, the emotional trauma. Um, so this, this is going to be, I think, something that we're going to have to um, talk through and have those difficult conversations with, uh, with our healthcare providers that have been on the front line is how are they coping with it um, even after. So even after we get ahead of this, um, how, how are they just doing um, emotionally-wise? Because it, there can be some underlying PTSD uh, just due to the, uh, the repetitive trauma that they're, that they're in right now. You know, Gloria, I think we have been on this show, we've talked to quite a few mental health providers from Catholic charities who are kind of seeing some upticks in depression and some trauma and just some new ways of, of folks needing to cope as we all are adjusting. And I think there's there, you know, we can't forget about our medical professionals and our healthcare providers who are experiencing this, this day in and day out. You know, as, as we close today, I think one of the things that I'm reminded of regularly is the importance of community health, right? So what I do to take care of myself affects my family. It affects my coworkers. It affects my neighbors. It affects my my neighborhood, my community. Um, what is What would be your recommendation for our listeners and also then perhaps what you'd share with healthcare participants about maintaining and managing health during this pandemic? Um, yeah, I think I would go back to um, what what you can control would be those lifestyle modifications. Um, and right now, it's, it's very important for just the the people on the front line to um, get their adequate sleep, um, make sure that they are resting um, fully, not just physically but also emotionally, that they are taking uh, time for themselves, uh, you know, outside of the uh, the clinical arena and just away from the bedside that they are recharging because I think that that's very important right now for us. Um, and I think that any, any listener right now, it would be those lifestyle modifications on what you can control and what you can uh, change for your family. Gloria, I, thank you. So oh, sorry, Maria, no. I cut you off. Um, and, and to your point, we hope all of our healthcare professionals are, are taking care of themselves we, we call them heroes, and they are, but heroes need to take a break, and heroes need help, mm-hmm. and um, we all need to take care of each other during this time and take care of ourselves. So, Amen. And wear a mask. Yes. And wear a mask. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, thank you, Enrique and Gloria, for being with us today. Um, we are incredibly grateful to the National Association of Hispanic Nurses and to all our healthcare partners. Um, We invite our listeners to join us again next Tuesday morning at 8.30 a.m. on The Voice of Charity. If you want more information on the health fairs, please visit catholiccharities.net. For now, this is Marie Jochum and Bridget Murphy. Have a great week, everyone. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.